Hi, I'm John, and this is The Reality Ride. Sharon and I talk each morning and have a pretty good time doing so. One day, Sharon expressed a desire to record our talks and make them available to family via podcast. So here we are, unrehearsed conversations. We don't promise to talk just about reality, because the reality is we talk about anything. Welcome to our family. This is our second podcast. John and I have just completed a 30-day meditation workshop with Jeff Carrera. John describes his experiences and relates it to his past. Please forgive me, but I tend to giggle a lot because I enjoy listening to John talk about what he has done and seen. Enjoy, John. And excuse the giggles. When I was much younger, before I've gotten to where I am now, I used to be able to get deep into meditation really quickly and really easily. And in that state, I often, not all the time certainly, but I often would have visions or I would actually have sometimes what seemed to be people talking to me. Or sometimes I would just hear something. Uh, it has gone everywhere from in those kinds of meditation sessions, from answers to questions that I had going into the meditation, or responses to uh, requests that I made. Uh, I can still remember many of them, and perhaps I'll go into them some other time, but on these podcasts, but nowadays those kinds of experiences seem to be enhanced by the group meditation experience. It seems like there's some sort of power or a, some kind of opening, I suppose, or maybe a magnetism or a field generated or something along those lines that for whatever reason, I don't seem to be able to do it as an septuagenarian now. Uh, at any rate, in this case, towards the end of our 30-minute meditation session in day 30 of the 30-day attunement, I became aware of what looked like a portal that, and don't think it's too small, this portal covered pretty much my whole field of vision. It's just that I could tell that it was, I was looking through something into something. It didn't have a sharp edge, it had a fuzzy edge. Much like the one just in ordinary reality you see looking through your eyes out into the world. If you notice around the edges, you're not seeing. It's not black, you're just not seeing. And... So I was looking through my regular portal into this inner portal. And there on the other side was a man's face and head, the whole person, neck, upper, upper, very upper part of the shoulders. Very friendly, inviting, uh, peaceful. No threat whatsoever. I mean, no, no, nothing... Nothing to put you on edge. It was all invitation, all openness. Oh, he's bald, by the way. 
And the, the cool thing about it, or really the noticeable thing that really caught my attention, in addition to suddenly seeing a person there in my field of vision, was that he was gold in color. Not shiny, polished gold, but matty gold. So it was just like he had very, very golden skin. And he was smiling. And he said to me, come join us. And I thought, wow, okay. <laughs> that was my immediate reaction. To, okay, so as he said that, I became aware of that there were others there. Uh, one in particular whose back was to me, or back of her head, actually, and I assume it was her because it had really long, dark hair. Couldn't see any of the gold skin. And I knew somehow that there were three or four or five others right there just out of the field of vision as well. So I felt like, hey, this, this uh, was truly an invitation. So I'm, here I go. And I was moving, however one moves in this space, I was moving into to go through this portal. And thank you very much. We can end the formal meditation session now. That was Jeff's voice, <coughs> ending the 30-minute meditation. Jangling. <laughs> uh, just, it was, it was a severing that was so sudden and so unexpected and so irreversible. Reminded me of a previous experience that I had one time of, of having my head chopped off, which is also sudden, unexpected, and irreversible. But I'll explain that on a different podcast than this one. And it was not, this one was not that unpleasant. I guess the good thing about, about it is the unpleasantness is very, very brief. <laughs> and then once it's over, it becomes kind of funny. Uh, being beheaded, I'm not so sure that the funny part lasts very long. <laughs> but, <laughs> at any rate, that's that's what happened on day 30. Is I was invited to join the Golden People. You know that all could easily have just been a, a 1960s style head trip. That's one of the cool things about this stuff, is you just never, ever really know. <laughs> but it's as though it were real, so that's as good as being real, in my book. Well, since um, and since in meditation, you're very present to the now, um, one of the things, one of the questions I have is, do you do you want to go back to that? To that particular experience? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It, it never happens, though. You know, when I have these experiences, I don't remember ever repeating one. Might. Oh, that's not quite true. Um, <laughs> the ones where I've gone back to are the ones where I've had requests. That I've made and have been responsive and been responded to. Uh, I know when I was in my late twenties, I made a request 
of my, at the time I called them my, my teachers, that I would like to be present with all of my teachers to have a, like a conference where I could ask them questions. And in the meditative space, I was in some kind of theater of the round where the seats were, it was not quite circular, it was elliptical, and there was maybe 10, 12 rows, like an amphitheater. And I was in the middle, and there were six or eight guys, they, they were mostly Greek, actually. And I was in some kind of a stone structure where this amphitheater was. And I was asking them questions, and they, they all had names that they told me, and, and I remembered at least while I was talking to them. So it was kind of like a, a group instruction with a, a, a bunch of philosophers. And when that was over, I remember walking out of the amphitheater out into this big esplanade where there were lots of other people uh, walking around, and so I was in some kind of a school. Uh, that's, how I, uh, that's how I perceived it. And then that session faded, but I was able to go back to that school on a number of occasions. And so the way I look at it is I got some inner instruction back then. I can't tell you right now what exactly it was, because I don't remember. Maybe it'll come to me. But what I think happened with all that was it sort of went into my background of experiences to take with me through life, not so much specific information that I would then be quizzed on. <laughs> or the, the field available via meditation or the meditative field or something is intensified by having plural people there. Uh, which is what I was talking about. I used to be able to do this stuff alone, but I'm not whatever. I don't generate the field strong enough. In my experience, the inner experience of this, I, I keep talking about the meditative field, the, the, the experience of meditation, the inner landscape of meditation, whatever you want to call it. I got to make, a, make up a good word. Anyway, when you're in there, <laughs> requests are pretty much uh, honored. It does. The answers aren't. In fact, they are almost never what you expect. When you when you make a request, the the thing I talked about with this school in the the Greek amphitheater is a is a great exception to that because it fit perfectly the kind of thing that I was thinking of and asking for, and the teachers that were there were the kind of folks that I had had in mind. Um, but it's certainly not always like that. What's important here, I think, is requests are okay. Requests are welcome, at least in my inner space. Um, and... So, have you made requests when you meditate by yourself? Not lately. It's an excellent point, Sharony. <laughs> Not lately. Ooh, that would be cool. 
as a continuation of this podcast for you as homework. <laughs> as med work, meditative Meditative work, work is to... Um, is to do that just to see what, just to see what, to investigate, to see what happens. This is a laboratory, by the way, you know, life is a laboratory. Make your experiments. (laughs) Of course, this is an auditory medium where we're presenting here, so you can't see my face or Sharon's. But um, if you could see my face, what you would see, one, is a a look of being sort of dumbfounded that why has that not occurred to me lately? (laughs) I've done that sort of thing my whole life, except for the last few years. What in the world has happened there? Why have... Maybe that's why you keep waking up in the middle of the night. Maybe so. I, I don't know. Well, like Werner Erhardt said, the answer to a why question is not powerful. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't really matter why. What's important here is that Sharon he just sort of pulled back the curtain on something that has been obscured for a while. Um, and I shall. I shall. I don't know what request I want to make right now, but I, what I sense is there's maybe hundreds of things. All right, then. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We want to send out our special thanks to David Gafford for use of his original guitar material, Tennessee Odyssey. Also, many thanks to Dan Philipson for making progress available through upbeat background music outcastings is hosted by buzzsprout to whom we are most grateful for their help and encouragement most of all we thank you our listeners for your kind attention and support stay tuned to your favorite podcasting platform for more outcastings from john and sharon Until then, a hui ho.